Hey everyone, quick programming note, we are entering our last month on the Frog Pants Mega Feed. The show's not ending, I just got the show on the Frog Pants Mega Feed because I won America's Next Top Podcaster Season 2, and now that year is almost up. So if you listen to us on the Frog Pants Mega Feed, make sure you go and subscribe to us directly, and let us know if you can't find it on your podcatcher of choice, and we'll do everything we can to make sure we can get the show up there, or consider becoming a patron, and you'll get the shows earlier and a lot of great bonus content. I will remind you again before the month is out just to make sure that you subscribe to us directly. But in the meantime, let's get on with the show. I want you to do me a favor. Yeah, sure. I want you to hit me as hard as you can. What? Let it out. I want you to hit me. Trust me. Come on. Come on. Stop trying to hit me and hit me. Hit me, baby, one more time. And now our feature presentation. Welcome to Hit Me One More Time, the Nostalgia Reflection Podcast, where you look at the things that we loved when we were younger and ask the question, is this good? I'm David Luzader, welcoming you here, welcoming you on a Tuesday, if you listen to this on the day that it comes out, or if you're a patron on the Thursday before. What? That's right. If you support us on Patreon, you can get these episodes early and a lot of other great content. I'll plug that, of course, again later, but just, you know, keep that in, in mind people patreon.com slash hit me one more time and with me as always is nick shermooksness nick hello hey david that was a really organic and seamless plug like i'm i mean it just came to me in the moment you know it was the opportunity presented itself right i mean i'm so excited it's our patreon but i'm gonna donate money to it which doesn't (laughs) help but i mean um, it helps it helps me i'm saying i'm skimming off the top (laughs) oh great Let's say let's say that up front that we're just skimming the money no. for <laughs> we're not we're not we swear yeah, I mean yeah it's going all like back into the podcast like it's keeping the hosting going so exactly yeah boy that's uh cool. th- well now that, um, now that we've a, good brought start. a weird energy into the podcast <laughs> I, which I think is good for the subject that we're talking about it's this true week. it's, it's true. true and uh, we had somebody bring us that topic that person. He's one of the co-hosts of the Mindless Morning Show. It is Josh. Josh, welcome to the show. Hey, guys. How's it going? Thank you for having me. Happy to have you. Yeah, thank you for being here. Now, for people who might not have heard of the Mindless Morning Show or haven't had a chance to check it out yet, what is that about? Uh, well, you know, it's uh, it, it's basically a morning show that we always record at night, and essentially it's for those who want to just kind of listen to something and not really have to think too much, and we... <laughs> interview a bunch of celebrity guests or even just good old average joes with good stories yeah and you guys recently recently did a uh, a little concert right on on discord yeah oh, we cool. uh yeah that it was uh really really cool uh we we had minerva also known as matt wagner he was the one guy who had a season desist order on him from 21 pilots because he was trying to do the blurry face musical <laughs> Uh, so cool. he's really talented people check that show out and of course join them on discord you can also join us on discord more shameless plugs and let's get into our topic this week shall we because josh brought it to us and it is courage the cowardly dog this cartoon is about the eponymous courage a little purple dog who saves his beloved owner muriel and sometimes her husband eustace from the many strange and supernatural dangers that plague them where they live in nowhere This is the part of the show where we break down our own personal histories with the topic. Josh, you brought it here to us. What's your history with courage and why'd you want to bring it to the show? 
So uh, it was one of my favorite shows because it was a lot more out of the realm of the typical cartoon shows that you would see. Um, it was something very strange. And I, I think every time I'd be watching it, my, my parents would kind of like poke their head in, watch a few scenes and like, what are you watching? And <laughs> I, I, I loved it. I, I think, uh, I think it was really good. The artwork was always nice. It was very sim simplistic, but it did the job. And uh, just all the, the emotions that how they portrayed the emotions, especially with all the giant heads, the heads enlarge and freak out. And uh, yeah, I think he, he drew, drew a lot of inspiration too from Salvador Dali, who I truly, truly love as an artist. So hmm. that was my, my big thing. Yeah, when I was in London, I elected not to go on the London Eye, but instead go to the Salvador Dali Museum. And I think I made the right choice. Absolutely. For me, Courage is a show that I have loved or that I loved when, when I was younger. Very kind of similar, Josh, to you. Like it was it was different. And that's maybe why it sticks out in my head so much more. Um, even watching now, like it's just so much it's so stylized that really helps it in even though it's not as crisp and clean as it once was because it is so stylized, it still looks so good even now. And it was just this weird thing that I gravitated towards. Um, I gravitated with a lot of weird things towards this period in my life, um, like Joan and Vasquez comics, largely. And I remember, too, one particular thing. So there's, there's a recurring thing in this cartoon of the name Yolanda, which was pointed out to me because I used to, and this is going like way back in my internet history, do you guys know the Saturday or the 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 cartoon that is in newspapers Foxtrot? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I Fox Foxtrot on their website used to have a chat room that I found and was on constantly all the time when I was younger. And there was somebody in there who also loved courage, and they pointed out the Yolanda thing to me. And there's an episode I remember specifically of a robot carving a, a reindeer out of like soap or wood or something. And he calls it Yolanda. And that is just always like stuck with me on top of all the other really strange and weird stuff, like scrolling through episodes. I'm like, Oh yeah, I remember that. I remember that. I remember that. But it's not a show that I have seen since it went off the air. You know, I never bought the DVDs. I, I, I would see it on streaming stuff and be like, Oh, courage. Cool. And then I like, kept scrolling. So it's a fun little treat to revisit it. We'll see how I feel. It holds up overall, but Nick, what about you? Yeah, Courage was kind of in the same vein of those shows, like, ah, real monsters, like weird, yeah. esoteric, and all of that. Um, maybe kids shouldn't have been watching it or something, but we did anyway. Um, but uh, so it was, it was a show that was definitely in my rotation as a child, which makes it sound like watching cartoons as a kid was a very, like, structured, serious <laughs> endeavor. Um, and I, I do remember enjoying it. But I think similar to you, David, the when the show went off the air, you know, something else took its place. I just kind of moved out of my life. I it's a show that I think I, I'm like I picture courage occasionally in my mind's eye. Like you just sort of like, oh, oh yeah, courage, that's a thing. And then I move on with my life. So this for me as well, this was an interesting sort of something that I I really I honestly I, I don't think I could remember a single episode other than that courage was a purple dog. So it was really interesting sort of having like all these memories brought back to the fore. Uh, all those, all those memories that you repressed 
at some point. <laughs> All of my repressed courage memories. Yeah. And honestly, uh, as we'll get into, possibly for good reason, but we'll see. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> well, that's our histories with the topic. Nick, what is the world's history with Courage the Cowardly Dog? Well, the world's history started uh, Courage the Cowardly I don't know where that transition was going. <laughs> Courage the Cowardly Dog came from the imagination of John R. Dilworth who had created an animated short for Hanna-Barbera in Cartoon Network. The short aired during Cartoon Network's uh, world premiere Toons in 1996, or possibly 1998, but I was getting conflicting information when I was researching this. Um, it served as a de facto pilot for the eventual show, which did release in November of 1999. Uh, Cartoon Network had greenlit the series, and Hanna-Barbera planned on developing it, but Dilworth insisted on producing it with his own production company, Stretch Films, and it went on for four seasons. Nick, you left out a really important piece of information in this history, and I'm, I'm, I'm a little disappointed. Go. Go for it. What did I screw up? That the original pilot was nominated for an Academy Award. Oh, I did read that. Are we recording this part? Anyway, I did read that. It was recorded. This is actually what was causing the issue with the timeline, because... Mm. Part of the article that I was reading was saying that it aired in 1998, but then it said it won the award in the 68th uh, Academy Awards, which would have been for the 1995 films airing for for films and such from 1995. And obviously the Academy Awards was in 1996. So that's where I'm confused. Gotcha. And and it didn't it didn't win. So it lost out to Wallace and Gromit. Right. Um, nominated. Yeah, but it was. I mean, nominated like that's everything loses to Wallace and Gromit. I know exactly. Right. It's 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 like the the period piece about World War Two. Right. It's always going to win. Or the movie about dementia. And that's going to beat Courage the Cowardly Dog every time. I mean, even being nominated that that's awesome. Yeah. It's still, it's still an honor. Yeah. Well, well deserved in in my opinion. I mean, that's just like, that's interesting because when you think of a cartoon like this, you think like, oh, it's a Saturday morning cartoon. It's something kids watch, whatever. You don't think of it as being like this was an Academy Award nominated, almost winning piece of animation. Like the, the idea of it got considered to that level. Yeah. Yeah. I, and I wanted to, to mention, kind of pulling back a little bit, Nick, you had mentioned that, uh, Oh, this probably shouldn't have been for kids. So when I was trying to watch it to in, in preparation for, for this, my wife, uh, she was basically telling me to not watch it in front of our kid because she's like, I don't think this is appropriate for her right now. And how, I was like, but it's a kid's show. I watched it when I was a kid. I, I'm all right. How old is she? She's two. Oh. So, I mean, she doesn't really know what's going on. Right, so. right. It's just like, oh, shapes and weird Yes, Things. she she was she was all into it. She was watching the TV just fine, and she she liked it. And now she has a lot of resentment towards your wife. <laughs> it's, it's just it's become a whole family drama. <laughs> My mom wouldn't let me watch Courage. <laughs> yeah, it's. I'll I'm curious. It. I I don't really remember what it was like to be a two year old most days. Um, but <laughs> the I don't know. Um, but I, I I'm I feel like like you don't know what's going on, but you're still like taking in the imagery that you're seeing and Courage Cowardly Dog does have a lot of interesting and disturbing imagery. So I'm not saying that your daughter now needs therapy. I'm just curious. <laughs> I want to, I want to, I want to study her to see like what she turns into having now been affected by Courage the Cowardly Dog. 
Yeah, I'll let you know if she turns into a serial killer or something. <laughs> Thank you. For some reason, I was like skirting around the word serial killer. Like I didn't want to accuse cool. your daughter of being one, but now it's in the open. I mean, so I wouldn't I say it. I wouldn't say any of this is like serial killer stuff. It's it's a weird like paranormal. She might become a ghost hunter, maybe. Okay, well, that's lame. I mean, I was watching the Freaky Fred episode, yeah. and he could kind of come off as a serial killer. Freaky <laughs> Fred. A serial killer of hairs. Like, if you're a follicle, you're, I can't swear on the show, but you know what I mean. Yeah. You want to get so naughty. <laughs> so creepy. Naughty. That's something that has always stuck with me for like my entire life is Freaky Fred and him saying naughty. And that was an episode that like I made sure that we were going to do for this show. Because it's probably the creepiest of all the Courage episodes. Like, everything else is weird, and there's some, like, strange kind of, like, creepy moments. But everything about the Freaky Fred episode, from, like, the music, the narration, the way that he's designed with his, like, his crooked smile, just every second of that one is, like, ugh. Yeah. It it was disturbing. I I love the... uh... The fact that Muriel paid no mind to the fact that he was basically being taken to an institute where she's just like, okay, yeah, <laughs> have, a, have a good one. My my favorite part about that was the uh, the institute he was being taken to was the home for freaky barbers. <laughs> yeah, they need their own place. Yeah, apparently, and that's one thing that I really love about the show is as weird as it gets, it still has this surreal sense of humor about it. Like it wasn't like like the nut house or something like they didn't like name it like some general mental institution it is specifically a home for freaky barbers that means there's enough of a demand for freaky barbers to create a whole yeah. institution yeah um, watch out when you go to get your haircut that's um so th- that raises a good point about mariel um and maybe what we can do actually maybe real quick or whatever is just sort of like touch on each character individually because mariel is someone who seems very selective in terms of recognizing the weirdness around her one of which is what you stated with freaky fred um, being taken away and she's just acting totally cool and then other times i mean when they're faced with um so i actually watched the in the same episode as I think it was Freaky Fred. The the first one, there was like a, they their mattress is broken and they get a new one. And it ends up being like a possessed mattress, and Mario gets possessed. I mean, to be fair, the mattress was also taken in by like a rat with part of its brain sticking out that was hissing all the time, and she was like, "Cool." Um, but she did recognize that she was possessed and in trouble. But then other times, like your house is being destroyed, or like Courage is having his brain bashed in, and it's just like, ah, you're having fun. <laughs> it's it's true and to the effect that uh courage basically shapeshifts into these monsters and things sometimes they've acknowledged it sometimes they don't it like it just completely goes over their head and i feel like they've had plenty enough episodes to know that he's not lying (laughs) well there's times where courage can talk he never talks to muriel or or eustace maybe um, but I feel like a lot of the times where he's trying to communicate with other people, unless it's like on the phone or with the audience, those are the two times that he will, will actually like speak because there's like the one where he calls the exterminator and he pulls out a cell phone. <laughs> but most of the time when he's trying to communicate with other people, he is like waving his arms and going, oh, 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 and then like will shapeshift into the thing. And, and sometimes if it's like Shirley the medium, she knows what he means. 
Other times they're just like, oh, you're being a dog. Good for you. Maybe it's like alternate dimensions each episode of Courage. <laughs> the multiverse of Courage. Yeah. That seems on point. I mean, I, I'm pretty sure, yeah, they, there's probably been some dimension traveling beings. I mean, there's a lot of aliens in this show. Yeah. That's one of the primary things. I, I imagine that on some level, Courage's uh, transformations are kind of just a visual gag for the audience, whether or not they're, I mean, they are still also happening within the same space, like is within the same worlds of the sh the show in theory. But it doesn't. It does feel like something that's sort of like being used to communicate to us, but not necessarily that the characters need to acknowledge unless they want to break the force. Right. Unless unless it works for the yeah. And we, I mean, we don't, we don't need to get here and be like the logic of this show isn't very consistent because <laughs> yeah. that's boring um, and, <laughs> and really bad podcasting in my opinion. It's like there's a there's a theory out there where uh courage courage is like it's a he's a regular dog and everything going on freaks him out because he's a dog and he's like paranoid but really it's just the real world and no one else sees it that way because they're all like humans and there's no real paranormal stuff going on it's like yeah that's fine but i don't think that i mean i don't think that works because there's too many space aliens there's there's too many strange weird little things going on and also that's like less fun to me it's like it's more fun if this is a place in a world where there are monsters and, and things like locked away in boxes and stuff that's going to get you. And Courage is the only one who can fight it with the help of his computer. We, I know we were on talk, we were talking about the characters a little bit. We just talked about Muriel and got off track, but the computer was always one of my favorites. Whenever he had to like look something up and he'd go up to his computer and it would just be this sarcastic jerk to him every single time. You twit. You mean evil shadows? I don't know. What a loser. Of course you do. Yeah. No, I, uh, I mean, speaking on the, the characters, um, it, it's crazy that it, it says a lot for the pilot not really going at all into any of the characters, really, or at any point in time, for the most part, um, other than Courage on the one Remembrance episode. But uh, a lot of it was just, it jumped straight into the chaos. It, it never explained them, why they're there, things like that. Mm -hmm. So I, I, I liked that about it in, in a weird way I did. It's true. Yeah. I mean, and what, what is there to know, right? Like you learn that Eustace has a dead brother, but it, yeah, like yeah. if it was relevant to the plot of whatever they were doing that episode, then fine. But it wasn't a show where there's like, courage this oh i guess they did technically do courage a secret origin but you know what i mean like it, it, where would you start yeah <laughs> and there's something too about the era when this was made where you know you only were going to watch courage when you caught an episode you know you they there wasn't streaming back then there there wasn't the internet in the way that there is now um, I mean, it existed at the time I was in the Fox Foxtrot chat room uh, talking about this, but it was not, not in the way of like now I can go on the Wikipedia and like all the all the crazy stuff where I've, I've been watching regular show, um, which aired on Cartoon Network, but is more of like an adult show. But I think because of the like the fact that it exists today, like there's a lot more continuity and they'll do callbacks and stuff like that because you can go watch the show on all these different places where Courage was just like, it's on when it's on, you catch an episode. And that's also, we don't have this anymore where the opening explains to you what the plot is. 
And I saw that you, you put this in the notes as well, Josh. It's, it's still one of my favorite intros because it's succinct and quick. And I'll put it in here in the show. But it tells you everything you need to know about Courage the Cowardly Dog right when you start watching it. We interrupt this program to bring you Courage the Cowardly Dog Show, starring Courage the Cowardly Dog. Abandoned as a pup, he was found by Muriel, who lives in the middle of nowhere with her husband, Eustace Bay. But creepy stuff happens in nowhere. It's up to Courage to save his new home. This is true. It's very true. It's not like uh, Powerpuff Girls where it quickly explains the origin of them and how they came to be, but... I mean, it, it, it is quick to the point. I, I do enjoy it. I just love the, the announcer's voice or the news news anchor. Yeah, that mm-hmm. that is um, the creator whose name I, I just forgot. Uh, Dilworth? Yeah, John Dilworth. Yeah. John R. Dilworth. Yeah. I feel like if, if you have the R, the, the, the middle initial in there everywhere, you got to say it every time. <laughs> the man demands uh, respect. So, Eustace. Yeah, let's get into it. it is so mariel just for the the thing with mario is that she's a generally sweet occasionally absent-minded and apparently unobservant person um but she has a lot of affection for courage even if she doesn't if she ignores things like him having his brain split open um but eustace is a garbage human being (laughs) i was like i said i didn't really remember the the anything any plots or anything from the show um so there was multiple times where i was like flabbergasted that eustace actually got away with saying what he said um specifically hold on where's my notes Uh, there was there was something that happened earlier so i guess i didn't write it down but one line that definitely stuck out it's in the mask episode where a this person comes in wearing a mask to the house they invite the, the, her in uh spoiler it's it's a cat wearing like a really creepy human mask and um the the cat is talking about their friend bunny who is like in a really bad relationship which is pretty heavy stuff like this episode gets into some pretty like unhealthy and abusive relationship stuff um but the kitty the the masked the masked person says he treats her like she's some kind of slave where eustace goes my kind of guy. He treats her like she's a slave. <laughs> My kind of guy. Like he totally empathizes with Mad Dog, the the abusive boyfriend, because he controls his woman, which is so screwed up. <laughs> it it's not just that; it's an evil Weevil where he the we the Weevil's talking about how he like lives to serve and this that and the other, and he's like. Oh yeah, I I like this guy. Like this is how it should be. Things like that. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That's maybe the other one that I was thinking of was the evil weevil episode. Like he is so garbage. Yeah. And he's just like abusive. I mean, he's abusive to Mariel. He's abusive to Courage. Like zero he, respect. It's I was, was flabbergasted. I don't I don't think the show necessarily portrays him as an as an empathetic character. No, he's but like when, when you're a child, maybe someone's two year old. I don't know. Um, <laughs> it you might it doesn't it doesn't make you empathize with him per se but it also doesn't always uh, hold him accountable for his language like when he made that line about you know my kind of guy like there was no like uses you're a prick it yeah. was just sort of moved on to the next thing yeah because there's, there's a few times she hits him over the head with like a, a rolling pin or something but it's usually when only when he's doing something to courage right 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 yeah he's he's often 
labeled as an antagonist and will occasionally like he and courage will have their goals align like in freaky fred they're working together to put the lock on the door but typically use this as just as uh, oblivious as muriel and he's the one that's like mad at courage for doing anything i mean he's definitely a character of a different era where that kind of like casual misogyny was played a little bit for laughs and like expected maybe a little bit of older generations but i'll say like to your kind of point nick i never like in my memory because i I have pretty clear memory of the show it's i didn't have exact memories of of lines and stuff like that but i remember the show and i never remembered eustace ever being like oh he's 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 a good guy he's like he's no he's against courage and courage is the hero and that's who i'm rooting for and like even the times they work together I don't know. I just never, I just never, I remember as a kid never being like, but Eustace is also a good person. Like, it was always pretty clearly like, no, I know this guy sucks. Right. Yeah. With with the constant uh, rhetoric of him saying stupid dog in just about every episode as many times as he can, <laughs> it's kind of clear. Yeah. He's, he's a bad, he's a bad dude. He's a, he's a bad Stupid human. Be nice to your wives and your dogs. Yeah. Like it, the bare it, minimum we expect out of humans. And to what you, you said, uh, Nick, about the mask, that, that was a pretty heavy dark episode. And it's, I think, one of the only ones that's like double in length of yeah. the typical mm-hmm. time it runs. It is. So, like, they went out of their way to like explain that one. <laughs> it, it was pretty crazy. I was watching it and I was like, wow, I don't remember this. Oh, right. <laughs> and all the stuff with Bunny, like when Courage actually makes it to um to rescue Bunny and like they're they're sort of showing like they don't they're not aware of courage yet and they're just showing the dynamic between Bunny and, Ma- and Mad Dog. And Bunny from the get-go is trying to escape. Um, but just like the things that Mad Dog is saying is so disturbing in the context. Um it's just, yeah, I don't know. It was it was weird. Did you watch the mask, David? I, um, yeah, I, I had it up like while I was working on something else, I wasn't paying as much attention to it as I would like. I probably actually will go back and, and rewatch that one just because it is one of the ones with like a more complete story and there was like more going on with it. I didn't remember it at all, but the, the visual of the mask, there's something about masks and like people wearing them and talking when like the mouth is not moving and it has like the large eyes. It's just it's my general it's like feeling a, it's like a doll face too so it's it comes off a lot more creepier yeah i'm not like freaked out by dolls but if i like you know was alone in a room with one i would never admit to anybody else how much it freaked me out <laughs> courage's origin mm-hmm. is he reflects on his parents uh who come across very heteronormative and he there's like some really weird stuff like uh he he can't catch the ball and then he tries to go get it and he gets his head stuck in a a, a gate yep uh, a metal gate which sounds terrifying for a baby um dog or otherwise uh and so the parents someone i don't know if the parents did but someone man basically just um ripped the the gate off or cut it off or something like that and then brought him to the local vet uh, pets of tomorrow i think was the name of the vet the vet yeah. shop and uh clinic anyway for whatever reason the the well actually there is a reason but the vet 
um, takes Courage's parents, puts them in a rocket, and then shoots them into space. Yes. And he tries to get Courage as well, but Courage ends up down a, a trash chute and ends up in the back alley, which is where Mario ultimately finds him at the end of the episode or the segment, the, the memory. Um, but what the heck? Like, <laughs> so I guess the vet was sending them out into Mars and they would somehow like mutate or that was his belief or something. Yeah, because... he said dogs from space are the future. Yeah, 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 yeah he exactly. had like a poster of an Earth dog, and it was just like this little wimpy dog, and then Mars dog, and it was like this super beef jacked up <laughs> dog, and uh, yeah, I don't know, but I, I found the uh, the end of that episode, the remember uh, remembrance of uh, Courage's past. Uh, it was pretty sad to know that Courage's parents were still alive, and he has no idea, and they have no way to get back. <laughs> right, and they still don't. Like, there's not really a hap i mean there's a certain amount of justice that gets applied because spoilers the 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 vet uh courage he tries to send courage again because the the mariel and eustace bring him back to the vet or bring him to the vet because of some because he was despondently thinking about his past uh and then the vet tries to send courage again and then tries to send mariel and uh, eustace up long story short he gets thwarted thrown in the rocket and then the vet ends up on the planet where the other dogs are and they enact some form of justice on uh, the vet, which is, a, I guess, a bittersweet victory for them, um, but leaves so many other questions unanswered. I think the biggest question for me is, did this vet have a plan to get the pets back? Because apparently, no. His yeah, how long, I mean, how old is Courage at this point? Because when Mariel picks him yes. up, she's, she's different, I think, in the, the intro. She looks like her, her normal older self. But in the flashback, she's shown with brown hair yeah so, I, I noticed that too i was like wait how long has courage been with them right so so courage is probably a, a i mean a fairly old dog like probably within a 10 years old 10 to 15 probably closer to 10 uh i don't i don't know how dogs age and he but, was and he was still alive in 2014 so you know go figure. yeah Cause they did a they did a a, a cgi animated short oh uh, uh, I, I really wish that took off. I, I was so disappointed it didn't because it did look really good. It, oh, yeah? Apparently, it only aired on, like, Cartoon Network in Asia. It didn't actually, like, ever air in America. But you can you can find it on YouTube. Yeah, the, the Fog of Courage. It's uh, really... I I, uh, I haven't actually seen it. I saw, like, the little trailer to it with where the fog's coming in. He goes and grabs Eustace and... He like freaks out and it just looks so crisp and clean. And oh, it does. I just pulled it up. Uh, apparently, it's also like 37 sec- seconds long. No, uh, no, that's like the promo. There's like, it's like, it's yeah. like 10 minutes long. Oh, okay. Well, I would courage actually looks really, really nice. They, yeah. And he, he's got like all the multiple heads pop out and it, <laughs> it looks good. I, I would have loved to have seen it because I think it would have taken off, but no, I don't know. They were also, well, our Dilworth was going to do a prequel series to Courage. I guess I think it was called Before Courage, but he says, uh, he said last year that it's transformed into something else. So I, I imagine that means Sans Courage, sadly. But is it a show, I don't know, if it, if it was made today, because, you know, we're in the era of reviving everything, like Powerpuff Girls came back, uh, Samurai Jack came back. And when Samurai Jack came back, that was a little bit more geared towards adults. Like they recognized, okay, our audience for this is older now. Let's 
gear our show that way. If Courage came out today, do you guys think that it would be a show they would still try to do as a kids show, or would they recognize, well, a lot of our fans are are you know now thirty or older, so let's you know not go too hard on the horror, but let's make it kind of more with that in mind. I don't know. Can, I don't know if the show could get freakier than it was without getting really dark. Yeah, I mean, nowadays, I I don't think it would be as well accepted or people would just like question things too much. Uh, Like we're doing right now. (laughs) Yeah. um, So I I don't know, like for me now, I'm somebody who grew up on like a lot of things like this and things that like as a kid, you probably shouldn't, but you do. And I don't know. I I feel like I turned out just fine. But uh, it would be my... on a it would be on a streaming service probably. I don't know if Cartoon Network would be making this one. Maybe maybe, maybe it would be an Adult Swim show actually. I don't know because I've seen some stuff on Cartoon Network nowadays, and it is very very questionable to the content that they show. Oh, I that that World of Gumball show is really really strange. Hmm. Well, maybe he would still have a home. I don't know out there in the middle of nowhere, which is also near a, a beach <laughs> yeah yeah he, he's around a lot of things whenever it's convenient for the story yeah. that's one thing i really like about the setting is it's nowhere and they'll show it and it's nothing around for miles but then yeah they can get to wherever they need to be just as quickly as possible i'm like yeah that works it's it's great I, I prefer that i prefer that to them being like it takes place in this small town it's like no it's just nowhere it's a very good setting, and I'm not going to lie, as I was watching it as a game developer, I was taking a lot of notes to the fact I was like, this simplicity could probably go a really long way in a game if I if I tried to implement it properly, and I was like, I like this. Yeah, well, because it, it works so well, too, with the theme of, like, paranormal stuff and, and aliens, because, like, all that happens. It doesn't happen in, like, the big city. It always happens in the middle of nowhere in this small little podunk place you've never heard of before. Right. Yeah, I definitely, I I enjoyed the show. And honestly, I've gone back and watched a lot of shows that I used to watch as a kid. And they're really hard to watch sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) And this one was still just as enjoyable. I I felt like I was a kid again. Like I was just sitting here like laughing like a little kid. (laughs) Like things were just funny to me. (laughs) And then... But not not with Freaky Fred. That one was a little too eerie. <laughs> yeah, I remember my my girlfriend at the time, um, or like around the, the age when Courage was out, she was like very freaked out of of Freaky Fred. Like that may be why that one has stuck out with me so long, because she would talk about that one when we were like 13 years old. I'm curious, you mentioned that you've watched other shows from your childhood, and I just divert for a second of like, is there any that like, come to mind immediately that you're like, oh, can't believe I watched that. So I tried watching uh, Dexter's Laboratory like from the very beginning. And there were a few episodes that like I liked still, but there were some that just, they seemed to drag out really poorly. And I was like, man, I I get, I mean, obviously I'm older and I'm dissecting things a little more differently and, and analyzing it more, but yeah, some some of that stuff. I, I I was like, I watched this. <laughs> yeah, man, I I loved Dexter's Lab. Now now I'm worried for when it gets brought to the show. <laughs> oh no! The only episode no. that I remember really is Omelette du Fromage. 
I think that's what everybody remembers because I was literally just talking about it to somebody today too. Um, and we were like, yeah, what do you remember? Um, le do flomage. <laughs> like he just like his face like goes real close to the girl's ear and yeah. whispers it. <laughs> it's, it's a good show, but I mean, it, it's just, it's a little weird, but I, the other one was, uh, man, that's uh, gargoyles. Oh um, yeah. Gargoyles. I I mean it, it that one that one was pretty good, but it was just one of those I was like, I don't know. Like I, I could only watch so much of it, but I, my tastes have gotten weird over the years. <laughs> yeah, like most weird than courage. Weird because of courage. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. I mean I enjoyed courage still, so <laughs> yeah, I blame courage. <laughs> Yeah, Gargoyles was a show like I like many people who got Disney Plus when it first came out. I convinced myself like, yeah, I'm gonna watch Gargoyles, and I think I watched the first episode on the treadmill, and then have not gone not 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 of like totally losing interest, but it was just like yeah, not as high a priority for me, and still have not yet gone back. Um, I want to talk a little bit about Shirley the Medium. That was one of the episodes that we watched because that's an example of a character being brought in who's a little bit weird. But she's not the bad guy. She's not the antagonist. Mm. The like the bad guy in this one is is the whatever monster is living inside of the box that Eustace has. Mm-hmm. But she's strange, but not evil. I like how straightforward she was. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> don't open the box. It's that simple. Yeah, and then when he came back after opening the box, she's like. The stupid one opened the box, didn't he? <laughs> and so, like, sure to do. Yeah, that amused. I also really liked when she was channeling the the spirits, and she like put her head back, and the dial tone or like the the ringing sound was coming out. Yeah, I, I love that. <laughs> I always remembered that because I used to do that as a kid. I would just be like, "Yeah, I'll call. Hold on." Um, and like, I never remembered actually where I got it from. <laughs> and then watching, I was like. Oh, yes. That's why I did that weird thing when I was a kid. Yeah. It's so funny. I I, uh, I wonder if he ever, like, got to keep any of the money, though. And because he was, in, he was, like, bigger than Scrooge McDuck in that, like, huge <laughs> pile of, like, endless money. Yeah. The ending of that one, that's another, like, dark ending. Uh, I mean, they, there's a little bit of a joke at the end, but there's like that moment when Eustace goes into the box and it's, it is all that money, like you said, but like the way it starts kind of like panning out and then it pans out to show the, the shot of the closed box. Like if they had ended it there, I'd have been like, oh, geez, <laughs> Eustace just died. They'd be in the middle of somewhere I mean, then. <laughs> I think the episode still ends with Eustace in the box, no? Yeah, like, but but there's like the joke of like, you know, uh, do you like, do you want some soup? Like, I'll pay you for it. But he, oh, yeah. he can't get him food, so he still starves. You know, it's still fine. And she, or she said, I think she, uh, she said, you can have some when you get out of the box whenever oh, we find the right. key. And then Courage happens to have the key in his mouth at the end, and that's that's where it goes out. And so he's basically just like letting him have his time, and he's just enjoying his time with Muriel now. <laughs> yeah. See, there, there. Courage got his justice on Eustace by keeping him locked in that box. Was it Justice though? He seemed pretty happy in there, just hungry. <laughs> it's sort of like getting the thing that you wanted, but not being able to do anything with the thing you wanted. Yeah, it's that be careful what you wish for thing. 
monkey's paw. The other yeah. the other moment in that one, I just I want to mention real quick because it's it's great. I think if people go watch the Shirley the Medium episode, I thought it was really funny. Is when mm-hmm. he's looking for the yo-yo, and she's like. I, I see a yo-yo. It's under the couch. And he runs in the other room and puts up the cushion of the couch. And there it is. And he, he grabs it, throws it down twice, and then puts it right back and goes back. Like, that's all he wanted to do was Not play with it that. just a little bit. Courage has has simple desires, which is which is nice. He just yeah. wants to be left alone and live a, live a good life and not be treated like crap. Actually, that's, that's something I wanted to talk about, is that I honestly felt bad sometimes while watching it because courage spends most episodes being tortured if not just sort of maligned or cursed at or something like he's just always treated poorly by every almost everyone except for maybe muriel but then there's times where muriel like the kitty comes by in the mask episode and it's just like all dogs are bad and then like (laughs) like bashing courage courage to the point that like literally his like chunks of brain are sticking out of his head and Mariel is just like oh it looks like you guys are having fun well I'll, I'll leave you to it and then walks away yeah like, yeah. yeah the kitty was uh beating him with like a, a sink his eyeballs fall out and everything <laughs> his nose falls off and Muriel is like oh okay yeah. But it breaks the illusion if Muriel comes in then and like the episode would end if Muriel came in and was like, stop doing that. Get out of my house. Yeah, because right. I mean, she notices Eustace choking him in episodes and then she hits him with, with the rolling pin, but she doesn't realize he's being beaten with the sink. <laughs> They're just playing. They're just with having fun. Sink. With a sink, by the way. Oh, oh Any yeah. one of us, let someone hit you with the sink and see how many hits you can take. It, it wasn't just the sink because after Muriel left, she like out of nowhere has like a washing machine and starts <laughs> slamming it on. Him. Oh my gosh! And now that, that was, was a good episode. Now Nick, I don't worry. Courage is okay. He's a cartoon character. I know he's a cartoon character, but you know, on some level, like you're supposed to empathize with the protagonist. On some level, most protagonists, not Eustace, piece of crap that he is, but like. I mean, Courage, he's, it's funny because the show is called Courage the Cowardly Dog, right? It's playing on this thing where he's called Courage, but he's actually um, generally pretty fearful of things. But most episodes, like, despite his fearful reactions, he usually will jump to someone's rescue. Like, in the mask episode, which I guess is the one that's easiest for me to recall, it's the last one I watched. But, like, he's outside the window like trying to figure out how to rescue bunny and i mean he deliberates for a while like he's witnessing like all these like giant mad dogs walking around and he's like terrified and in the end he still does it it's not even that he like usually accidents his way into um being the hero like oftentimes he actually is just trying to help someone um often at the expense of his own livelihood well i I wanted to just real back to the yo-yo thing really quick. Um, it, that was a moment where it showed like a really innocent, happy moment for him because like the music like got really upbeat, all playful as he walked to, towards the couch, lifted it, saw it, he played with the yo-yo. And then the music stopped when he got back into the reality. And I think to the extent that dogs give you unconditional love. No matter what, how however you treat them, like Eustace treats him bad, but he's always willing to save him. Like he's just a loyal, loyal dog. Um, they should have called it 
courage the loyal dog but you know <laughs> generally pretty reasonable with the stuff that, i mean he recognizes when all this like weird crazy stuff is going down he's trying to warn people like no normal person would witness that and be like i accept this <laughs> yeah yeah dog dogs man they're they're all right <laughs> they're fine they're fine they're fine dave you love your dog I do. She's been sick for the last week. I'm. It's been the worst week of my life. So. Oh, is she still not feeling better? Oh, uh, she's better today. She, um, she like yesterday. She was throwing up a little bit more and just like generally not feeling well. But I think that's because something like I I fed her while trying to get her to like feel better. And today, like she woke up this morning and had like her energy back and has been eating and so she's she's good today. Um, but yeah, it's just been it's a been a rough couple of couple of days here and waking up in the middle of the night having to deal with it and uh, it's great it's fine she would probably no she wouldn't save me from from things that courage <laughs> has to deal with i love her i love her so much if like a stranger was trying to come in my house she would growl and, and bark and let me know but when we're outside in the world if a truck drives by she is trying to book it in the opposite direction as fast as she can right. which to be you fair courage probably would too Maybe you think if, he would? Maybe if I was... It, well, if a truck drove by, he might be... like. But if, but if I was in immediate danger, maybe she would do... I don't know. Let me go find out. Let me go find some aliens and uh, just act like nothing's happening while they're trying to kill me and see what Topanga does. <laughs> I love that you name it, named her, your dog Topanga. That, that's, is that from Boys Meets World or did you have another reason to name her that? She, that's the name she had at the shelter. Um, and I just okay. I liked it so much I didn't change it. Oh, so okay. I assume it's Boy Meets World. Probably. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Where else have you heard the name Topanga? <laughs> Never. As Nowhere. we're as we're getting ready to, to kind of wind down here, give our final thoughts. Is there anything that we haven't talked about that anybody wants to mention? Hmm. Um, I would definitely suggest anybody listening if you haven't watched Courage the Cowardly Dog, definitely check it out. It it's in my opinion, a, a work of art um, in, in so many ways. And I think there's a lot of like deep meaning behind a lot of the episodes that sometimes still goes over my head. <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's well done. I mean, it, it got nominated. Yeah. Nick, did you have anything? Um, no, I mean, there was just like, it, it's, it's a gag, a visual gag show, right? I mean, um, there's, there's just like little things like uh, I don't think either of you watched the episode, but the, in the mattress episode, um, uh, was it Courage? It may have been Courage or Eustace. Now I can't remember. But while Muriel is possessed, like in order, I think Courage is having a thumb war with possessed Muriel to try and like get the demon or whatever out of her body. Know, it's just like funny. little like weird solutions to to these like chaotic supernatural problems um that visually speaking like the show is incredible and just the the, the sheer imagination that's put into a kid, like despite the weirdness like a lot of the plots are fairly simplistic right it's still a kid's show yeah uh, but then stuff like the mask episode like it's it's as an adult i mean i don't i don't remember if i watched the mask episode as a kid and if i did i don't i'd be curious to ask my younger self i can't um but you know would I have picked up on some of like what it was trying to put down as far as like abusive relationships and stuff. Uh, but now it's like, it's clear that the show is delivering more poignant or problematic messages to like keep 
an eye out for while wrapped in this sort of zany, crazy, weird, occasionally disturbing and uncomfortable um, animation. Right. So if your if your significant other turns green and starts floating around with their mattress, that's a sign that it's possessed. We only we only know that thanks to Courage the Cowardly Dog. And you should go on Reddit and talk about your relationship problem. <laughs> yeah. Why can't I get my spouse to stop floating in the air over the bed? Leave them is what would be the top comment. It'd be like, <laughs> just get don't out work of there. on it. Yeah, don't don't ever try to fix your issues in relationships. Just break it off. <laughs> well, we yeah. already got a. Oh, were you gonna say something? No, I just said that was valid. <laughs> Well, we got a taste there of, of your final thoughts, Josh. This is the time where we figure out, does it stay in the Hall of Memory? Is it worth visiting today? We've heard a, a gamut of opinions here. Josh, you kind of already let us know. You think it's worth people still checking out even today. Do you have anything else to add? Anything else you wanted to, to throw? Any cherries on top? Um, I'm definitely going to be watching probably the rest of the series because, I mean, they're, they're short, easy-to-consume episodes, especially in today's world where people have short attention spans. 11 minutes ain't hard. I mean, there, there is that 22-minute one of the mass that you guys definitely need to watch, but I'm sure your other shows are longer, so definitely worth a watch. But yeah, it's a great show, and honestly, I had, a, I had a great time talking to you guys. You guys are really awesome interviewers or people to talk to. And oh, fun. thank you. I'll, I'll send you the 10 bucks for saying that. Oh, okay, cool, cool. Yeah, not, no, but I, I really do uh, enjoy the concept of this because as, as a 90s kid, I... That that was those were good old days, man. I miss them. <laughs> miss them so much. I think we're old enough and out of touch enough now that we can say that the '90s were the golden era of this, like <laughs> sort of like a deep well that we can pull nostalgia as, from. Yeah, as someone who does not watch cartoons that are contemporary and on today, I can safely say that the ones from my childhood are better. <laughs> Nick, yeah, absolutely. Nick, you you you. You presented some interesting thoughts on courage. Uh, what are your final thoughts here? It's tough, right? Because I'm I'm totally acknowledging that the show is creative and and weird and and occasionally cool, but also cruel and like sad and just like I really really empathized with courage and just the tribulations he had to go through. Um, and I mean, like from like a thematic standpoint, like it's it's really cool that for someone that again i think i kind of said this earlier but because he's divined by his cowardice but in reality his whole shtick is actually overcoming fear in order to accomplish tasks for those you love like that is a powerful message that i think i can still would still recommend today um i don't know if i could recommend it to kids like the courage part like definitely but stuff like eustace um i have i have a hard time swallowing that for for today's world um but artistically speaking production wise like it's an it's incredibly competent smart creative show that definitely holds up today as just a a product or whatever you want to call it like an artistic piece so to answer this question specifically yes it does still hold up today would i put my hypothetical children in front of it maybe when they're a little bit older um like past that sort of like serial killer period where like anything can corrupt them i feel so <laughs> judged right now <laughs> I'm, I'm, sorry, I'm, I'm not judging you i swear uh, cool. it's mostly a good act for jokes um but yeah no courage courage is a, a really interesting and compelling show and like josh said it's quick hits 
Um, you can, I, I watch basically all of the recommended episodes on a plane ride coming home uh, from a trip. So it's, um, it's, yeah, I, I still think it holds up today. Yeah. It's a unique show for sure. It's not, I mean, not to say there's not other weird stuff out there. I mean, Invader Zim, uh, around the same era, also, also very weird, but I, I'm hard pressed kind of thinking of other shows. I, I saw Josh, you mentioned this is kind of like a, a better Scooby-Doo in, in your mind, which I think maybe, yes. maybe Scooby-Doo is kind of the closest comparison. Um, it definitely shares some, some DNA with that. I had a great time with this show. I had a great time revisiting it. I don't know if HBO max just has like the HD uploads or whatever, or if it's just that the animation has held up so well, because this show's over 20 years old at this point. I don't mean it still just like looked really, really good. Um, and yeah, it was, it was funny. It was interesting. It's weird. I, I agree that like, you don't want to have a kid too young. And I'm not saying like two, like two, she's not going to remember having seen this for, you know, two minutes, yeah. 10 minutes, whatever. I would say like, not at least until 10 Maybe even like, you know, closer to like 12 or 13. I think that's when kids are really going to get it and jive with it more. That's when I think I really was jiving with the show around that time. Um, reiterating what people have already said, it's uh, it's unique and, and weird and, and fun. And if you're into that kind of thing, it definitely still holds up today. Uh, it's a show that I think I've said this with other stuff we've had in the past where it's like, I don't think just because I have so much stuff to watch now that I'm going to watch it. But when my kids are of an appropriate age, I'll probably be like, oh, hey, you might like this thing if I feel like that would jive with their personality. And then like use as, as an excuse for me to watch some episodes with them at the same time. So, and you, you mentioned you watched it on HBO Max. Uh, there's also where, where I watched it was through uh, there's a Barbera app, like Anna Barbera. It's oh, like oh. All, all cartoons and it's actually like dirt cheap. Oh. So it. That's, That's where I watched. Oh, I didn't it. know they had their own streaming thing. Yeah, so I definitely uh, recommend it for you guys. It's really cool. Oh, nice. Yeah, they have a bunch of that stuff too on on HBO. They probably have more on their own like app, but I saw like a bunch of Popeye and Flintstones and Jetsons stuff on there. So all yeah. of that is kicking around. Those are our thoughts. We want to hear what you have to think, listening audience. Of course, you can find all of our socials. We're at Hit Me One More Pod. You can also find it all in the show notes there. Just click the links, follow, you know, let us know what you think. We want to hear from you. We love hearing from you. And of course, we didn't have one this time, but when we do ask questions of the audience, that's where we get our answers from. Now let's go around the horn. Josh, thank you so much for being here. Thank you again for having me. It was a blast to revisit the past. Now, nice. Where, yeah, that's pretty good. Now, where can people <laughs> find you? Where can people find your show? All that good stuff. Uh, you can find me at mindlessmorningshow.com uh, or you could, uh, our Twitter is kind of weird because it was a little too long. So it's Mindless Morn Show or maybe it's Mindless Morning Show without the W. Honestly, I forget. I should know this. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll, put but, the, uh, I'll, I'll put the link in the show notes there so people can just go ahead and find it. Yeah, but all, all, all links, Mindless Morning Show. I mean, if, if you guys haven't realized now, pretty mindless. So that's what you get in the show. <laughs> <laughs> there you go. Nick, what do you got going on? What do you want to plug? I want to plug our new Patreon. Hey. hey. You will explain more about it in a second because that was the extent of my line. Uh, but 
on a personal level, you can also find me on Instagram at palblamshazam underscore art uh, or on Twitter at palblamshazam. David, tell the audience, our lovely, amazing audience, what is going on with our Patreon? Well, I wasn't going to... I wasn't going to talk too much about it, but since you set me up so perfectly, I, I guess did. I'll take the totally opportunity. Totally organic, too. Like That's how like honest and genuine this whole thing is. Yeah, we have a Patreon now. It's a way for you to support us, help us keep the show going, help us expand and do more with the show. You'll get a lot of great bonus stuff. Um, we're going to have some bonus content coming up. By the time this is out, bonus content will already be coming out. There will be better ways to connect with us that you can go on over there. It's a way for you to help us you know, do more with this show, keep this show going, especially in this next year, as I am unemployed and working in being a teacher. And if you want to follow that journey, you can follow me on uh, the internet using the username Davluz, that is D-A-V-L-U-Z. My words are slurring more as my brain sh- shuts down further. So I'm going to go ahead and end the show here by saying, listening audience, thank you so much for being a part of the show today. We do this show for you. We do this show because of you. Remember, you can't move forward if you're always looking back. We'll see you next time. Hey!